welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. You know, we've been doing this countdown to Christmas. There's still some of these. If you're visiting, I want to encourage you to grab one of these. And um, you're kind of too late, really, but you can do it for next year. We've had 40 different biblical names of Jesus over 40 days to look at from the Bible. It's a scripture there. Different titles and names for Jesus in the Bible. Amazing. There's even more than that. But it's been a great study, and we've looked at some of them on Sundays. And, of course, we're down to the, the final three. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and, the, and yesterday's one was the word saviour that's used for Jesus, and uh, today is the word Emmanuel, and then tomorrow is, of course, Jesus. In case you didn't realise, the name down here might give you a little hint of what Christmas is all about, and our focus, and our attention, and adoration, and uh, in fact, that scripture that we heard, that passage, I just want to read it again. Uh, part of it at least, uh, because it's got all those three names and titles in that passage. Listen again, this is the, um, the uh, little part from Matthew chapter 1, how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. There's another title, the promised Messiah. It says, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Joseph was... Uh, Her husband was faithful to the law, didn't want to expose her to disgrace, so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Now, notice that doesn't mean a divorce that we would understand where someone's already married because that was forbidden. It was using the word divorce but meaning breaking off an engagement to save um, uh, shame. Uh, But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Imagine Joseph, that moment. Wow, like what is going on? She will give birth to a son. Watch, you are to give him the name Jesus because that means God saves, right? Because he will save people from his sins, from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And here's a quote from the book of Isaiah. The virgin will conceive, isn't that incredible? 800 years before, Isaiah had been led by the Holy Spirit to write down that a virgin would somehow give birth to the Messiah. And you can guarantee when he wrote that, he was thinking, all right, Lord, I know that's what you said. It sure doesn't make sense, but I'm writing it down. Here we are, 800 years later, virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, who's old enough to remember the Jetsons? Now, I, I mentioned this the other day, and one of my kids said, Dad, you have mentioned the Jensen's in church too many times. I think, okay, either it made a big impression on me more than I realised, or, sorry, it's just the price you pay from being in the same church your whole life, because pastors have only got so many stories. So, anyway, I love the Jetsons. You know, they only made one season of it, like in the early 60s, but then, of course, that just went on repeat forever. Now, in the Jetsons, of course, it was a family set in the future, probably like 
2023. Wow. You know, and, uh, and we watched it. We thought it was amazing. They had little spaceships everywhere. And one of the cool things was they had phones with screens. And you could look at the person you're talking to. We were like blown away. Imagine that, you know, because I'm talking about the era when we had phones that you had to dial up, not even press the button, dialing. Remember that? And how crazy is this in Australia? You want to call emergency? What do you got to call? Triple O, not triple one. I mean, how many houses burned down before people could even make the phone call? Honestly, it's like, oh, forget it. It's all right, get out. So anyway, in fact, my mum who's here, Jenny, here today visiting from Port Macquarie. Give her a clap. (laughs) Mum tells me when she grew up way out in the sticks, not far from where John and Janet are up in um, New England, they didn't even, you know, have a phone when she first moved to the farm there. Then they got a phone, but of course they had an operator and so you could only make a phone call like nine to five when the operator's in the office and you got to call and ask the number and your number was like 26 or 16. That was their phone number. Like two, two, you know. So now, of course, we are the Jetsons. We're in the future. Wow, we've got screens, man. You know, and we've got Google Meet and Zoom and Microsoft Teams and FaceTime thing. You know, there's so many different versions and it's all very cool. And, uh, and we use it for business meetings, catching up with family overseas, even, you know, go on holidays. You can call up and say hello and show people where you're at and all that. And, uh, and of course, with COVID, oh, we, you know, all over the world, every pastor I know sort of had to become a, a little tech savvy and, and became a TV preacher. And, you know, but it helped us with screens, keep meetings and some kind of connection going. And we're still streaming for people that can't um, get here, but it's not quite the same, is it? As really being with people, physically present, same place, same time, connecting, you know. And this is exactly what God felt in his heart and why Jesus came, God with us. He came from heaven to earth. He left his comfort zone and came to this earth with all the problems and pain and trials and tribulations and troubles, Jesus was willing to come and be with us, which is incredible. Because when he came to be with us, he didn't just sort of fly in and fly out or, or appear like a celebrity with his entourage, angelic entourage, just like, you know, shake a few hands, let people take a few selfies, not too close, okay, and then whoosh, off he goes again. So we're like... I made a visit, ticked the box, told them I love them, but I don't really love them, you know, sort of <laughs> keeping their distance. Because, you know, some people, you can be in the presence of some people, but you're not really connecting. You're not really with them. You don't feel emotionally connected. Or sometimes there's very little understanding of what someone's going through. But you know what we say when you understand something, we say, oh, I, oh, I get it. I, I'm with you. I'm with you now. It's like, yeah, yeah, I you know, where our minds are getting on the same wavelength and we're emotionally on the same page as they say. Well, this was the heart of God. This is why Jesus came. And it wasn't just because he wanted to. He knew he needed to be with us because that title, Saviour, he knew that he had to come to earth to save us from our sin, from living a life without knowing where you're going and what 
life's all about, from the sting of death and the penalty of sin, so that we could be forgiven, set free from sin. And when we die, go to heaven. It's incredible, isn't it? And so Jesus knew it wasn't just, I feel like a visit and I love them and I just want to pat them on the back. No, no, he, he came, he knew he needed to be with us. And when he came, he connected deeply and emotionally with people. And you read that in the Gospels. He felt people's pain because he was 100% God and yet 100% man. Uniquely, the only person in history to, to do this and to be this person. 100% God meant he was a perfect person. 100% man meant that he related to people, like he felt people's pain. And I found a quote the other day from this amazing teacher. You've probably heard of N.T. Wright, if you read you know, Christian books and stuff. He's a preacher, a pastor, and a theologian uh, from England. He said, Jesus came and was sorrowing with the world the way it was, the world of violence and injustice and tragedy which he and the people he met knew so well. And that was back then and nothing's changed in some ways. There's always tragedy and violence and injustice. And it says, Jesus took the tears of the world and he made them his own, carrying them all the way to his cruel and unjust death to carry out God's rescue operation. And so he... And he goes on, he, he says he shared people's pain. He was deeply grieved at the sight of a leper and the thought of all that that person had gone through. He wept at the tomb of a close friend. And, and so he, he makes the point in this chapter of this book brilliantly and deeply about how Jesus really was with us, with people, emotionally connected, spiritually. And as I said, he, he knew he had to come, not just to help people with a, you know, a sense of, confirmation of their feelings or something but to save us and last week we talked about Jesus being the great high priest this perfect sacrifice who brought a sacrifice that was himself and uh, there's a lot to unpack there which you could do at 101 Bible College next year every Tuesday you know Um, and so but for now we just appreciate so much that Jesus came from heaven to earth to connect with us to be with us to be Emmanuel our Saviour, Jesus, fulfilling that prophecy from so long ago and now so far beyond when he was here on earth, 2,000 years later, but still being with us. Not physically, but spiritually, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can all step into that understanding, that experience, that revelation by faith. We're all spiritually minded people. Deep down, you know, we often don't think about it, but, you know, the Bible says God has placed eternity in our hearts. And if you go soul-searching, sometimes people think it's just a rainbow or a sunset or they get moved, they're not quite sure what it is, but it's Jesus knocking on the door of our hearts saying, I want to be with you. I want to be your saviour and I want to walk with you. Come on, let's finish with a prayer. And, um, and then as said later, as said earlier, you know, we've got, uh, you know, food and coffee and fellowship out in the courtyard. But just take a moment. Let's all close our eyes. Let's all bow our heads in prayer. And just consider, we hear this phrase every Christmas, but it's so true. 
He is simply the best gift you could ever receive. The greatest gift of all the presence and all the anticipation and excitement tomorrow with all the, you know, the full fridge, the family coming, the food, the presence. It's all exciting. But Jesus, you are the most exciting thing about Christmas. You're the one that we appreciate. And we're so glad that you came to be with us. Come on, just take a moment to make sure you're connected with the Lord. And you know, it's not going to church or being a nice person or reading a Bible. It's a personal relationship that Jesus came to offer us. We enter into that by simply praying a prayer of faith, prayer of commitment of our life to Him. We turn from our sins. We appreciate and realize our need for God, for forgiveness. And we say, God, here's my life. Thank you, Jesus. Come and be with me. You know, I want to encourage you. You pray that prayer. If you've never prayed it before, if you need to give your life to God all over again, make sure you're connected with Him, committed to Him, and letting Him be with you in your life's journey. Thank you, Lord God. You touch on every life here today. And over Christmas, and especially tomorrow, we celebrate you. We love you and we thank you that you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.